Welcome everybody to the Lakers Lounge. We're live here in the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined by Jacob Rood, who does Can You Dig It on Sundays with Hani Amadian. Um, and Jacob, I'm going to start here. It, we are in the lounge. I don't know if you have a beverage next to you. I do. I have a. Uh, I have eggnog. Are you an eggnog guy? Oh hell no. You're not an eggnog guy. Egg eggnog? No no no. I will be one of the the things I did. I I told you I was running late. Might have forgot that I said I would do this. And <laughs> as uh, I was getting ready to do it, I thought, oh, this is like a requirement. You have to have alcohol on this show. <laughs> And I ran into the other room. Let's be clear before I get sued. It's not a requirement. (laughs) I would have just been bullied. It's okay. Um, So I ran into the other room to look. And I have some like whiskey, but I don't have anything to mix it with. And I'm not that much of a man to just drink it straight. So I am going with a Golden Road mango cart. um, Oh, those are huge back home. Yeah. And, well, it was actually Grant Goldberg who told me about them from back in L.A. So uh, I have a, I had a couple of those in the refrigerator. So that's what we're drinking for this one. Well, hi uh, to you, Jacob. Hi to Alexis. Hi to everybody who are watching here uh, either on YouTube, on Facebook or on Silver Screen Rules Twitter account. Um, if you can follow and subscribe to those things, cool. If you're listening to this in the morning, um, or whenever I, I put this up on the pod feed. Uh, thank you for listening as well. Uh, look, we say that these are usually supposed to be roundtables. Oh, there's Aaron. Uh, these are supposed to usually be roundtables, but, you know, we, Jacob, you and I brought the round part. It just wasn't much of a table. Like <laughs> I, we, I, have a, I have a desk. Is it, it's a round <laughs> desk conversation, I guess. <laughs> we, brought, we brought the we, – we're, we're, we're set on round. It just wasn't much of like – there wasn't much of a table – that everybody would be sitting around uh, to have this chat on. There's Aaron. Aaron, you Boys. are. Uh, we are live. We are ready to go. Boys, let's um, get it. Aaron, I want you to know we started uh-huh. this conversation uh, talking about eggnog. I know you hate eggs. Are you an eggnog person, though? No, eggnog is disgusting. This How man dare gets it. How this dare man. you? All right. Oh, so, does it make it better or worse that I added unnamed cognac to my eggnog? I mean, better. It's, better. it's better that you added a well, cognac to your eggnog, well, but eggnog I just didn't know. Disgusting. I didn't know if it was like because some people who like really, really love a beverage, right, don't want to see it mixed, and they certainly don't want to see it mixed into something that they hate, right? So, no, I didn't know I if it was like if you would take offense to me adding unnamed cognac into my. No, I think you should add unnamed delicious. cognac to your eggnog. Eggnog yeah. is who drinks is. that shit sober? Why would you do that? <laughs> The eggnog is a a a blithe upon the <laughs> the city <laughs> upon everything. No, eggnog is horrible and disgusting. But if you're going to drink it, I encourage you to include unnamed cognac. Yeah, I it's I a, would not it's be a blithe. Blithe. It's a blithe under the holiday season. Yes. <laughs> eggnog is sure disgusting. It's, stop. Pretty sure stop it's it. pronounced blight but, or plight. I don't know if I don't Anthony, know if I've ever it. heard Blythe. eggnog is disgusting and stop Blythe it. is a city on the 10 outside of California. Is it? <laughs> yeah. With a Y and a T-H-E. Yeah. Uh, how about this? <laughs> don't drink eggnog because eggnog is disgusting. But if you're going to drink eggnog, yeah. include unnamed cognac. All right. And a lot well, of it to make it better. 
I, yeah, I right. know going into it that that I'm usually in the minority when it comes to uh, when it comes to my holiday beverage of choice. I know a lot of people like cranberry cocktails. That's that's a festive one. Wait, cranberry cocktails? Yeah, it's fest. You that's know, a thing? like yeah, that's like like some. I've I've been to parties where like you walk in and the champagne has actual cranberries inside mm, of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's that's that makes it kind of festive. I'm that's a little too sweet for my for my taste, but. Jacob, are is this a hostage video? What do you have behind you on the bed? I, I I'm concerned. <laughs> that is, that is are, are there young children? <laughs> what is going on? What 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 do you have behind you? I, this is concerning. no. That is uh, I I told Anthony before you got here. I forgot. Yeah. I said I was going to do this, so I did not clean the area out or anything. This was no, 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 I don't need you, I don't need you to clean it. I just need to know what is on the bed behind. It's just you. a pair of shorts. It looks like young children's clothes. It was just a pair of shorts. It's good. The, the evidence is gone. We're fine. Okay. Move on. All right. All right. All right. Well, we are five minutes in. We have figured out that two of the three of us hates eggnog. One of the three of us is in a hostage video. And Aaron, look, it's really dark yeah, Jacob, there. So I don't know what's Jacob, going on. Blink, like Blink three times if you're... No, never mind. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right. So today we have a few things that we could possibly talk about. It is a roundtable. It is a live discussion. We don't. It's it's a live wire. I don't know where this thing is going as as it comes up. I did promise in the title that we were going to talk about Matt Ryan. Uh, him being waived set the internet ablaze last night. I would say um, for a variety Why of are reasons. Are we going to talk about Matt Ryan? Well, because I think it, it it's a launching point through which we can we can or by which we can talk about other stuff so um i was recording both the spaces and the lounge simultaneously as this went down last night and i'm 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 not gonna lie i didn't know how to handle the news i just I, i completely lost my train of thought i didn't know where the hell everything was going uh alexis hits the nail on the head right here i thought i thought a trade might be coming uh, I thought that maybe that was the 20th game that the Lakers had played right before Matt Ryan was waived. Uh, the despite the rumors, uh, and 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 now it looks pretty it's it's I, pretty definitive now in terms of the reporting behind it that the Lakers are waiting until at least December 15th, um, and then maybe after the holidays, and then maybe after January because you know everybody's focused on on their New Year's resolutions. And then maybe we'll get to February, and, and that's when, when a, a trade will happen. But, yeah, I, I want to start here with, with you, Jacob. As this was happening, I know, Aaron, you were at the game, so this is why I wanted to start with Aaron or with, with Jacob. Yeah, I was, yeah. But, um, but Jacob, why, where, do, where do you think the, the Matt Ryan uh, you know, whirlwind in terms of the reaction to it came from? Uh, it's interesting. I didn't think too much of it. I, I saw he was waived. I knew he was one of the few non-guaranteed contracts the Lakers had. Um, and I mean, he wasn't really playing now that the Lakers were healthy. So it felt like a matter of, uh, when, not if he would be waived. Timing was a little odd, uh, especially like minutes after a game. Um, I don't know who leaked that it that's what made it particularly odd because i think he played at the end of the game against the pelicans i didn't or uh, the blazers i didn't um i didn't watch the the whole game but it was odd the timing of it but 
outside of that, I didn't, I wasn't too taken aback by it just because it felt inevitable uh, that he was going to be waived. Yeah, they could have maybe done a little bit better and they didn't officially announce it until Thursday afternoon. And maybe ideally it wouldn't have been leaked until Thursday afternoon, but ultimately um, I didn't, I didn't make much more of it other than that. I did think for a second that it was the precursor to a trade, but once about 20 minutes passed and there was nothing else reported, I didn't think a trade was coming, but outside of that, I didn't, it didn't surprise me and it didn't send me into a whirlwind necessarily. Aaron, uh, you asked in Slack why people were upset about it. I did. Uh, why are you not heartbroken at the loss of the Dash Mamba? Like, why? Why do you? Why do you hate him? We already know that you hate Winion Gabriel. We already wait, now wait, we're what? finding out. Wait, yeah. Wait, what are you talking about? This is well traversed territory, sir. Wait, no, there are definitely people that I am not. That I'm going to show. Of. I'm going to show my text, and it's every right. time Winion no, Gabriel makes a shot. I'm not that fond of, but Winion is is. Yeah. Okay. No. Every time. Every time he makes a shot or does something positive, our silver screen roll Slack just goes this fucking guy. It, that's that's basically what we get from Aaron every time he does something positive. And now apparently we're finding out that the only person you hate more than him is the Dash Mamba. The Dash? Oh, DoorDash Mamba. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so you're asking why? Why? I why do you hate care. him? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't hate Matt Ryan. Um, I think Matt Ryan did a handful of positive things. I don't think Matt Ryan is an NBA player, but he was a guy. And and I and, and to be fair, I think this is something that speaks to the inefficiencies in roster construction. Um, Matt Ryan is a dude that he can shoot. He can't do anything else, but he can shoot. And so, I think I think it's fair to ask the question of the roster construction question of why should that guy have mattered as much as he did? Yes. Somebody who can shoot. And, and by the way, I, and, and I don't know who leaked whatever it was. Shams usually is somebody who has sources among agents, but the, tweet I don't see that why Sham, the, the tweet that Shams sent out about Matt Ryan being waived mentioned his uh his field goal percentage which was i think like 36 or 37 percent which is not so good yeah and so the that agent would was like don't turn it what why 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 whoa <laughs> yeah that that would indicate that somebody wanted to be known that the dude that was waived couldn't shoot but mm-hmm. matt ryan matt ryan's a shooter and so, and went into and and went into pretty you know, deep analysis as far as a, a Sham sweet will uh, <laughs> as to why the Lakers would have done it, right? That, that, that they that, that they wanted an open roster spot in the uh, it, it, should the opportunity present so itself. I, I did not. To make a I trade. did not. I don't think it necessarily works that way, but but I fine. did not know. Okay. I did. I didn't know this was coming. I, I talked to people before the game. I did not know it was coming. Um, but I also to. Anthony, what you your point uh, earlier? I did not. I I don't understand the like consternation about it. <laughs> like I, I, it doesn't like because yeah, you hate him. I don't hate him. <laughs> I do not 
personally hate Matt Ryan. Um, I do not. I, I think I do hate the, the Indianapolis Colts quarterback. I think I do hate. Uh, but the well, it's funny you mentioned that. Los Matt Angeles Ryan is Lakers actually joining guard. us right now. Matt Ryan, former <laughs> shooting guard of the... <laughs> the the no, former Los Angeles Lakers shooting guard, I do not hate. Um, but I, I I don't understand these kind of th- these kind of moves happen around the NBA a hundred times a season all the time, and yeah. so I do not understand. All right, am I really going to say this? I am going to say this. Other than the fact that he's white, I don't understand the specific adulation for him. He he like. The stories. The I think story's he made fun. the biggest shot of the season. He did not make the biggest shot of the season. He made <laughs> he made a shot against the Pelicans that sent sent it to overtime. Name a bigger shot. Like like find find me a bigger shot hit so far this year. He might made have he might have made the biggest shot of the season. <laughs> I was gonna say like I wouldn't go that but, far. But, no, 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 let's, let's really do this. Let's really do this. Other than the fact that other and, and this is true of Alex Caruso and Austin Reeves, who are like Alex Caruso personally is one of my favorite guys around, right? He, Coos, Jared Dudley, they're probably the guys I'm closest with. But other than the fact that he's white, like mm, Caruso mm, or or Ryan? Both. Wow. All right. Matt Ryan, I guess no, we're Matt just Ryan. fighting now. I guess we're Matt, just like we're <laughs> No, no, no. Look, Matt Matt Ryan's like I this ha- my point is this happens once or twice or three times with every team in every NBA season. Right? There are guys that are non-guaranteed or are two ways, et cetera, et cetera, that get cut all the time. So I don't understand why this one's other than the fact that he's white. I don't understand why this one specifically. And to your point, Anthony made the biggest shot of the season, I guess. I don't understand why this is the one that is like causing people. People are upset about this one specifically. All right. I think I think there's a a variety of factors going on. Um, The novelty of a of a a decent white basketball player is one of the things is one of the factors. Yes. Um, I don't think I would lump him into the Caruso discussion because Caruso started in a finals deciding game. Like I don't, you don't find too many white players since like 1980 who have done that. My point is, Um, I, I think, I think fans, not specifically Lakers fans, just fans in general, yeah, uh, no, but, I mean there yeah, there is yeah, th- there's novelty. Like I, I I get what you're saying, but I I also think though like I think there's a few things at play here with Matt Ryan. Um on top of what you mentioned, I think the other thing too is like Lakers fans are just generally pissed. I think this is the biggest factor here is that like Lakers fans are just generally angry at the way that the offseason went, the beginning why, of the but season went. But why does went. that but why does that relate to Matt Ryan specifically? Because like it's it's kind of like when you're having a bad you're having a bad morning right, mm-hmm. and then you go through the Starbucks thing, and they get your drink wrong, and that's what sets you off when you for, when you take that first sip, okay. like you've already okay. like you've, right. you're running late, you stubbed your toe on on the bed frame, uh, you the the hot water wasn't working in the shower, like everything it was just like calamity Maybe of errors, the bed and then wasn't made. 
Yeah, and then yeah, you had basketball sh- shorts lying on your bed when when the when the live <laughs> stream started, um, and then and then on top of all of that, the 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 people there at Starbucks got your drink wrong, and when Jacob you first like take Zang- Jacob looks like Zangief from. <laughs> <laughs> From <laughs> Street Fighter, I'm gonna start blinking Morse code to see if anybody can catch on it. <laughs> but yeah, Jacob's like gonna, I think it's gonna do a uh, a spinning pile driver. Yeah, go ahead. But why, 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 Jacob? Why wouldn't all of that other stuff lead to extra consternation over everything that the Lakers do, even if it is within the realm no, of of ordinary? Like that. This is. This is how this shit goes in sports. This is how that's it goes in life. No, no, that's, if, if, no, that's if fine. If everything I, no, goes wrong, that last thing that goes wrong is usually the things that set you but, literally. Well, no, 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 that's fine. That's that is camel that is, the, that the, the straw fair, that broke the camel's back. That is a fair conversation to have. My the the part that is is interesting to me or that I don't understand is why the Matt Ryan waving Matt Ryan is something that has gone wrong. Thought. I don't know if it's gone wrong. No, but, I think no, it's but more, you just said like weird. this is it's it's weird. It's not no, it's not weird. It that's, is it is a little weird. It's not weird. All right. It's it, not it's weird. A, guys that don't like fringe rotation guys, two-way guys, non-guaranteed guys get waived all the time. That's I don't think that's necessarily true as it pertains to the Lakers, right? The Lakers have finished seasons with 15 guys on their roster and that 15th person made it all the way through the year. Difference here is that his contract wasn't guaranteed, and that usually in these kind of circumstances, especially with the Lakers as we've seen recently, they wait for that the, the guarantee date, and then they'll waive the person, or they won't guarantee the contract, and then they'll open up the roster spot that way. Um, I, 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 I do think it's it's somewhat weird. He is a popular guy. Like uh, Sam Quinn pointed this out on Twitter earlier today. That he might have the highest Q rating just because of like what he did relative to expectations, Relatable. and then he he's was a, just gone gut. Dash driver turned. Uh, yeah, like it's a cool he's story. Relatable. Yeah, like he's I, white, I think he's a white I think. Guy. Well, sure. I, I mean, the DoorDash guy could have been a black guy, and I think I think if a door like it what was the no 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 no, no, no. here I have the example I have yeah. the example okay, um right. the the shooter the oh, shooter Ingram right Andre Ingram Andre Ingram yeah um. How like if if after he dropped like what did he score? He scored like thirty five points and had this like crazy no, he, shooting he, game. I, he made like four or five threes and his whatever his, whatever his, it was his like first if, game. It was, I think it was the last game of the season. He made like four or five threes. Yes, right. And if that season had continued and the Lakers just unceremoniously waived him in a way that had him answering about his own dismissal after a game, I do think. That people would have been a little upset about that. Like, I, I, Jacob, am I? Yeah. Where, where do you fall on the spectrum here? Where I am a decent human being and care that this guy <laughs> lost his job with two weeks ago on his guarantee date, and Aaron is just like, you know what? Screw this guy. Screw him and his white privilege. He shouldn't have been on the team in the first place. So, where in that spectrum do you fall, Jacob? Uh, certainly not on either of those extremes you just described. <laughs> Uh, I am Come on, Zengi. Close, yeah, closer to Aaron, not quite to the uh, to the hate the guy and whatnot uh, spectrum. But uh, I I do agree that uh, these this happens a lot during the NBA season, 
would we feel differently if like that one shot doesn't go in against the Pelicans and like, he, he <laughs> yeah, yes, like people yeah. would feel differently. Yes. Yeah. So like, I, I think all of this comes down to like that one made shot and he became like this folk hero fan favorite, whatever it is. Like ultimately he was still, he hadn't been playing. Like he, he I, most people probably forgot he was on the roster over the last like two weeks. So like the fact that they're up in arms that he is cut now, like, it's it the timing wasn't great i i'll give him that like it was awkward a little bit that he had to answer questions about his um about being released but outside of that i mean i i i kind of would get the sentiment about like being mad about how the lakers are doing things but like the lakers have been good for the last couple weeks like if you're just holding general resentment about the lakers then like go to a therapist or something like this is this team's been not been like worth getting angry about for a couple weeks now all right so So, i I think also also like who are we who are we saying is actually like jacob you use the the phrase up in arms do we honestly think there are people who are actually legitimately upset about this yes that's that's no way i don't believe that's find me that person imagine my surprise yes Find me that person. I can't. I can't think of the you person. You I can't. Want, you do. Not, you don't want me. Post. You do not want me posting the slack. The slack. The sl- no, because there were people. There were people asking, like, how? How did this happen? People like people like Matt Ryan get cut a hundred times in NBA season. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, although not on historically bad shooting teams that desperately need shooting that's that's usually usually on on a team well, as, that is as, as bad as, as the Lakers. as sham as sham as shams indicated matt ryan shot 37 percent from the part field. of that is he has the greenest light i have ever seen probably tell you like how bad he was at everything else that he was yeah, this, that he this still was good a of a shooter and still could not get on the floor on a historically bad three-point shooting team so like he had only played uh like 12 minutes since november 7th and 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 it was not there were not like a bunch of people clamoring like oh this dude needs to play a bunch more yeah yeah i i just i just don't think there's a ton of people clamoring matt ryan can shoot the ball matt ryan can shoot the ball he's a shooter he's not doing much else anything else no i i'm not i i look I'm not even necessarily that like I, I I joke about the humanity behind it and stuff. And and like I do think cutting the guy two weeks before his guarantee date, like I think it's it, it does it does kind of suck just from a humanity so, well, standpoint yeah, yeah, for that guy. Here's the issue with that. Here's the issue with that. We the the universal we, the uh, big mm-hmm. Lebowski we put that on, we laid that at the feet of the Lakers. And I'm not sure that's fair. What? No, we we laid at the foot of every employer who cuts people right before the holidays. Like every employer who fires people right before the holidays, they get a bunch of shit. You and I talked about this right before the holidays. Why did the Lakers leak this? I'm not sure the Lakers leaked this. Well, what's the impetus for the for like seeing as he didn't get signed? So it probably didn't come from the agents, especially given that the phrasing of it was like this guy didn't shoot and he was employed to shoot. And like, mm-hmm. like, do we think, do we think like, 
So I, I don't I, even know who I else would. To, I talked to Darvin Ham was just thrilled. I don't have to. I don't have to watch this guy on defense anymore. <laughs> He's out of here. <laughs> I talked. I talked to people before the game uh, yesterday, and I I did not know that he was getting waived. I, I will be very honest. I didn't know. I don't know everything that's going to happen. I know a lot of things that are going to happen, but I don't know everything that's going to happen. I didn't know. What would be the Lakers? impetus what, what what would be the benefit to the lakers to leak it to shams that he's getting waived well what was what was the lakers benefit leaking that they were about to fire frank vogel minutes after the season like it might just be their mo like it might just be their modus operandi yeah but that that also happened three months before that and he didn't get fired well no but i'm just saying that like it, it, if we're talking about just sheer impetus here right it like look we've seen this happen with yes. the Lakers before, where right after a game ends, the person who is being fired, or in this case, waived, has to answer questions about it. So, like, somebody there, I would imagine within the Lakers organization, has taken it upon themselves to to do that. And, like, maybe, I, no, no, maybe, maybe, or maybe there's a constant here. Shams, Shams, Woj uh, leaked it last time, by the way. Shams tends to his relationships tend to be with agents i'm also like not certain that it wasn't frank vogel's agent that leaked that he was fired because it made the lakers look a whole lot worse and like that whole situation is like i would be it it would make absolutely zero sense for the lakers to leak that in any way uh that that frank vogel was going to be fired um but with like matt ryan like yeah, I don't he know. He was the fucking fifteenth they... man that didn't play. Who cares? We get yeah. it, Aaron. You hate the guy. Gosh. <laughs> I hate I hate Matt Ryan. Aaron hates Matt Ryan. I hate Stefan Diggs. He just scored another touchdown Did against he? my fantasy team. This Did asshole. He? No, but I mean Ooh, there was a hold. To be fair to you, he he used to be on your Minnesota Vikings, so you like no wait. Yeah, no, I mean you you, like you, that, you guys so. think I get upset talking about the Lakers, but the day that the, the Vikings let that guy go, uh, Anyway, um, all right, so we'll move on. This is the longest that anybody has ever talked spoken about Matt Ryan. And no, it is not. He he once took a bad route for DoorDash and somebody <laughs> ruined somebody's night, their food got there cold, and he didn't get somebody's a good chicken strips were yeah, okay. Got I, I do I do wish Matt one. like all the best. It was a really, really cool story. No, you I don't. Do um, I, it was a really, it was a really cool story. It was, uh, it was fun to see somebody with that green of a light in that pure jumper. Um, it just sucks. It didn't go in often enough for him to be employed, at least up to his employment or his, his guarantee date. Could be, um, could we'll be, move on though. It could be having, having an extra roster spot open could be a good Well, thing. but like, this is the thing. And this is why I wanted to, to use it as a launch pad into some other stuff is yeah. that like, Opening up a roster spot, unless the Lakers go out and sign somebody to a 10-day, right? Like, there are technically wings available. We know that they worked out um, Mo Harkless, uh, among others. And we'll see if, if this roster spot gets used in the next 10 days between, I guess, 14 days between now and December 15th, when Rob Polinka thinks that he can um, fairly judge the Lakers at that point. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, there, there are ways and there are reasons to, to potentially open it up. One of them isn't like in trade negotiations, you can only have 
a trade conversation with another team if that roster spot is already open. That that didn't that didn't follow at all for me. Uh Aaron, you want to explain more of that, seeing as you have more experience on that? Because like <laughs> that's a that one I, I, I kept seeing that the, the insiders were framing it that way. And I was like, it doesn't that's not no, how I it think works. no, I'm 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 gonna be completely honest. I think that is possibly part of it. But I think another part of it is that he wasn't playing. And if you can say, save... no, I, I know, I know that's like why he didn't No, but, but, like, but I'm why saying, was that brought say... up? No, but be, because if, he, if he's not playing and you can save money because he's not playing, you may as well. It also opens up the possibility and you're, you're not wrong that, you can also do this sort of thing when a trade happens, but it does open up a roster spot. If you want to make an uneven trade. Yes. You're, you're not wrong. It is. You can do that. And most teams would do that when it is, you know, when, when it is actually happening, you want to make an uneven trade, but if somebody, he wasn't playing. And so if you can save some money while he isn't playing, then I understand it. Did he step on your Air Force Ones? Like, did he, he did. step on he, some Jordans? No, no, he, scu- he, he scuffed my shit up. Yes, he did. All right, all right. Now that explains it. But Jacob, like, dude, he also, I, you, you, he also, you, he also wasn't playing. I, I know, Aaron. Did he like? Did he beat you in horse? Like, what happened? What he did, did he do to yeah, you? Yeah. No, no, he beat me twice in horse. Is he dating your ex? Like, is there an is there an ex involved here? If he if he is, then more power to him. <laughs> then I have no, I have no issue with whatever he's doing. If he is, actually, my ex is married. Maybe with the a Lakers kid. just really. My ex is married with a kid. I didn't so mean that I ex. I meant so. like an ex, oh, not that like that one, ex. We didn't have to kill that dark. Good lord. Oh. <laughs> but Jacob, like, Lauren. maybe he's did dating you, Lauren. I don't know. Maybe. Did you notice? Did you notice the same thing I was noticing that like. Like in these times, anytime like a collection of reports comes out and there are confirmations to the reports and then there's like the various additions to the reporting that that reporters usually add. But the fact that it kept getting echoed that the Lakers see it as an opportunity to in trade negotiations have an open roster spot like that didn't that didn't calculate in my brain. Did you take it the same way? Yeah, I mean, there was no point keeping him on the roster like. He's not playing. He's a non-guaranteed contract. I I don't know why you need to have a 15th roster spot. The Lakers have also, you said earlier that they've had a lot of seasons where they've had 15 guys throughout the season. They've also had a lot of seasons where they've only had 14 guys for a good chunk of the season just to have an open roster spot in case something happens. They can like immediately take advantage of it and so the Lakers, especially under Rob Palenka, like having an open roster spot. This year, they just they needed Matt Ryan at the beginning of the season. I would venture to say if Dennis Schroeder didn't get hurt and there weren't some injuries at the beginning of the year, I don't know that he would have made it out of training camp. And so this felt inevitable anyway. And I, I mean, to me, it was just he's not playing. He's a non-guaranteed deal. Like, just cut him now. He doesn't have to go on a road trip where he might get cut in the middle of it anyway, and he can stay in L.A., and he doesn't have to go to Milwaukee on Friday. Like, seems like a win-win to me. I'd like to visit Milwaukee. 
the beer cabin. It's really cold in the Midwest right now. You You do not want to be here. You wouldn't. I'm wearing a hoodie too. It's it's like thirty something degrees outside. It's ridiculous. You Um, would not want to do that. All right. So I I guess I was I was there. No, no, never mind. You would not want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's completely segue away then. Um, It has been mentioned in the comments here um, by Alexis uh, about Yovan. Alexis, Alexis is our I think our best commenter. Yeah, yeah, she's guiding the show. Shouts yeah. to shouts yeah. to Alexis. <laughs> yeah. um, but so Jovan Buha wrote for the Athletic about the three paths forward that the Lakers see right now. One being a Russell Westbrook trade, i.e., the kinds of trades that we have been talking about for what feels like thirty-seven years. Um, the second path forward is moving Patrick Beverly and/or Kendrick Nunn, and uh, trying to get help that way by way of expiring contracts, smaller expiring contracts that teams might be more interested in. And then uh, the last path forward here is a smaller trade using one first rounder there and then uh, combining Russell Westbrook with another first rounder later. Um, And he went on to add that apparently the Lakers are leaning more towards options two and three here. Um, So yeah, I guess, I guess we're just the miles Turner, buddy healed thing. I know Aaron, you can't talk about specific players, but those kinds of trades, it, it appears are in the Lakers rearview mirrors. I think this no, is no, 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 I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't, okay. I, I'm, I'm going to be careful, but I wouldn't say that. And I have even advocated for this. Um, I think there is value in possibly, um, pursuing a two separate trade path. Path Meaning, number three. Wait, what say that again? Path number three, moving yeah, Russell Westbrook yeah, in a first yes, and then yeah, yes, yes. first um, rounders for somebody else. And part of it is because I think if you trade, if you make a smaller trade, maybe a Pat Bev none for a 12 to 15 to 18 million guy and possibly trade a first with that, um, I think there is something to be said for the fact that you can play chicken with whatever Indiana, Charlotte, whatever, whatever uh, rumored trade packages you've heard of. I think there is, I think there is maybe some value in playing chicken with them, right? If, because if you, if you do a smaller deal first, you only have either 27 or 29 to trade. And then you get to get to figure out, are you really about this life? Do you really like, are you willing to do it for one? Because that's all that there is left. So I, I think there is some value in possibly trying to make two separate trades, the, the Pat Bev and none and one pick path. And then the Russ and one pick path separately. I think, I think there is, I think there is value in that or po- there's possible value in that. It allows you to like hedge your bets as well. And like you can do one trade on December 15th or or sometime around then. And with either way, I assume it probably won't be Russ. But if you trade Pat Bev none in a first around December 15th, then you get, what is it, two months or so uh, to see like, is this team really one more trade away from being a competitor? And if it is, then you look more seriously at those types of trades if it isn't, you haven't gone all in on a, a team that isn't going to be a competitor anyway. 
I that would of those three paths, that would probably be my preferred option is to try to turn Beverly and Nunn, who like by most advanced numbers have been two of the worst players in the NBA this season, turn them into a actual NBA player and see what the team has then give those types of minutes to whoever it might be and see if the team looks better at that point. And then you can kind of make a, a judgment call closer to the trade deadline. That is it worth trading Russ? Do we, would we, do we want to give up that other first round pick and really go all in? Or is it better to just try to do something in the off season? Because this is a, another lost season, which is like the doomsday scenario, but at least in that scenario, you have at least one of your, your first round picks in the future still. Well, I, I I do think like the Lakers have more for like Darius wrote this for Silver Screen and and you know he did make it pretty clear and and this is the reality of it like the, the Lakers will have first rounders moving forward. It's about first rounders that they control and can trade. Um, the, Lakers, that's, the Lakers will have a first round pick in six of the next seven drafts. Right, they can't trade uh, them all, but they will have picks in six. Right, of the and next some of them drafts. are getting swapped and yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. But but. But yeah, like this idea that the Lakers draft cache is is or cash, however you want to say it, is no, just is just it, empty. Right? Oh, you had it. Well, cache is more for people, right? Like people have cache, and then like you, a cash is like the 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 stockpile. I don't think that's, that's how right. I know. Just say no, stock. I don't think that's right. I think it's a cache for both. Mm, I mean, leader. you're a journalism guy, so I'll I'll defer to you. Well, but... there, I am no journalist. I want I want one hundred percent to separate, separate myself from any Capital and all J. journalism for always. Capital um, no, I, I so I think here's my here's my concern about like the idea of splitting it up and having one trade where it's Russ in a first and then Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn in a first is that. Like I don't think the caliber of player that you're getting for just a first actually impacts this season. I do think the caliber of player or the caliber of package that you get for two combined firsts can more sufficiently fill in some of the gaps that the Lakers have right now. So, and and like I, I I do understand why you guys would be reticent to go all in with just the one move because like once you're all in and it doesn't work out, you don't yeah, have it. any other way out of this yeah, season. Yeah, that's it. But yeah. like, I, I kind of see it as like at a, at a blackjack table, you know, if I get a double hand and I have enough to double and it's the kind of scenario where I'm going to double the fact that those, that last chip that I would be doubling with would be my last chip. That's not going to stop me from doubling. If the situation calls from doubling down. And I think that's kind of the spot that the Lakers find themselves in right now, where, the the situation like i i do i guess we should have had this conversation before all of this but do we honestly think that the lakers are so far from title contention that buddy healed and miles turner don't move the needle or players of that caliber aaron since you can't mention those players specifically like are are we wait wait because i i just oh, wait, 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 wait. don't move the needle is different so, all right, so I'm just going to give my perspective and I've shared this with Rob and I think he feels the same way. I personally would not trade both first round picks in any deal that doesn't, it's not about moving the needle because that trade that you mentioned, I think it does move the needle, but I personally would not 
want to trade both first round picks unless I thought a deal was going to put the Lakers in contention or in the conversation with whatever you think the, the like front room first group of title contenders is. I personally, much like last year, think that the, that group is the Warriors, the Bucks and the Celtics. Yeah. If you want if you want to add some other teams to that, fine, but so I personally would not want to trade both picks in anything unless it got me in the conversation with those teams. And I do not think any deal that I have seen puts the Lakers in that conversation. However, I do think that there is value in if you can make a smaller deal, not, not even a smaller deal, but if you can make a, another deal first that with one pick um, with Pat Bev, none, both. And one of the picks, then I think you get to an interesting point where in all of these other rumored deals, you get to say with Indiana, with Charlotte, with whoever, like, well, we don't. Ha- we only have one pick we can trade. So, are you really trying to hold out for two picks? Mm-hmm. Are, is, it, was that posturing? Was it negotiating? So, I I, th- I think the order of operation here is also important. Pete, uh, not Pete, Jacob. Do you think that's a do compliment? You think, <laughs> do you think I, I have Jacob, Pete on the mind because the Lakers just <laughs> played the Pacers? And uh, the little the little white point guard that the Pacers have reminds me of yeah T J McConnell looks a lot like Pete. If you've never seen Pete in person, no, he doesn't. He does. They're like they could be brothers. They could be like distant. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of that eggnog have you had. (laughs) He does not. He does not. Um, But Jacob, do you think they're that far out? Do you think they're so far out that adding the best front court player that AD will have had as a Laker and the best shooter in Lakers history no, no, no. How, how would this? not bring no, them no, no. How would about not this? put them say in that conversation? No, 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 no. Say it. Boogie? I can't. I can't. But as a name, Laker, name not, the not, two guys. not okay. Hmm? Name the two guys. Buddy and No, I, I just did. Buddy and Miles. Yes. Do you think that makes the Lakers in the conversation I do. with the Warriors and Bucks I do. and Celtics? No. I do. I, I honestly do. But Jacob, you don't? No. I think that that trade makes them like a four seed in the West is like the maybe the best case scenario. I haven't looked at the the standings, but like into the into the season, you're you maybe have home court for the first round, and then I mean, there's an argument to be made that like if you have LeBron and AD in a playoff series and they're both healthy, that that's a pretty good combination to have, and you have some good role players around them. But I. I don't think this vaults them into title contention. I don't even know if it vaults them into best in the Western Conference because uh, it feels like if you make that trade, it's a better team. It's a decent team. I still think no, it's, it's a, a good team. It's it's a good team. Yeah, but I still think it's a team that's capped out at like the Western Conference Finals, and that's a that's a lot to give up to be a Western Conference finalist. I should have I should have started with uh, Jacob is our Indiana insider, seeing as he's actually <laughs> inside Indiana. <laughs> uh, that's my bad. You don't you don't even you don't know what time zone Jacob's in, so <laughs> he does not fa- at all. I found out today. Um, no, I, I I just here's the thing. 
the whole point of this offseason to me was to give LeBron and AD a puncher's chance at title contention. And like, do I think that, uh, do I think that I would favor the Lakers in a series against Milwaukee, Boston, or even Golden State? No. But would those fans be pretty nervous going up against LeBron and AD with competent role players for the first time in two years? I would probably say so. Like I, I would, I would, I would love. I, maybe that's something I'll have to start canvassing. Is like, how would you feel going into a, a seven-game series as your roster is currently constructed? Because like the Warriors, for example, the Warriors are good, but they have major questions about their depth, and they have the Warriors, major. The, the Warriors have the Warriors have major questions, but not in the playoffs. Well, but because, I would also because their starting five is the best five man group on planet Earth. Sure, but but those guys aren't playing forty eight minutes. One, no, but no, but, no, but that's and the two point. In, the play, in the playoffs they are they're not playing forty eight minutes. But in not the playing playoffs 48. they are playing forty two minutes. Okay, but like, but I think the other six or so matter, and also like the matchup where the Lakers force like. Kavon Looney onto the court or they force like God almighty James Wiseman onto the court with the size that they have. Like, I think that, I think that matters. Like, I think I would love to see that series play out. I, but it won't matter because you know, here's the, I wrote about this for silver screen. I, I think all of the, the trade packages in particular that, that we keep talking about and the names that keep coming up, it's all a distraction from the actual message that's been sent. I think from the front office here is that like, Low key, I don't think they believe in LeBron holding up for the entirety of a season. I don't think they believe in Anthony Davis keeping up this level of play for the entirety of a season. And I think that more than whether or not they're a contender and all of that stuff, I think that's a more impactful conversation than than any particular name who has come up since since huh? Do you? What do I? What do you believe? I wrote that I don't think they believe in. Do no, I believe no, 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 in those guys? No, 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 no. Do I believe? Do not, I believe not, in those no, no, guys? Not what the not what the front office believes. Do you believe that we're going to get a LeBron and AD level of play that you can say is going to win a championship for the rest? I don't of the have regular? any other choice here. Like no, I don't, no, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. Do you, do you believe that? I have to. I saw you, them win a championship. To, no, you no no no. no I I, I saw them win a no, championship two root, seasons no, you, ago with a with a with that. a remotely have, competent you, roster. You have to root for that. You have uh-huh. to root for that. Do you believe that? I do. I honestly do. Okay. Okay. Because I like I look. Anthony Davis is playing like an MVP so far this year. Anthony Davis has been. If the LeBron James is the second yeah. best player, if LeBron yeah. James is the second best player on your team, you're probably pretty good. If the rest think, of the supporting cast is okay. Sorry. And the, well, I was going to say, I do think that that could be another reason why they're maybe looking to do a, a smaller trade now, because it also forces LeBron and AD to prove that they can do this for a couple more, couple more months, couple more weeks that LeBron can stay healthy, stay on the court. Those little nagging injuries that he could shake off and play through before nag a little bit more and they take a little bit more time to, to recover from and that AD can keep playing at this level. And if that's the case, then you get to February and 
you can make that trade because you believe that those guys can do that. Now, that being said, I do think that I don't know that I'm as eager to believe. I think that they do kind of need to prove that to a certain extent because while they did it in the bubble, um, they haven't done it since. And there's also the fact that even in that season, I mean, there was a built-in, what was it, March to, to August where they didn't play and could kind of reset their bodies even then a little bit. Um I think that they need to prove that they can be on the court for the better part of an 82-game season. I don't necessarily blame the Lakers for for not believing in them. I might blame them for building a roster that relies so heavily on those two doing that, but I don't know that I blame them for having some of those reservations. I think that's fair. I also don't think that's necessarily the deal that was struck between LeBron and AD, where it's just the front office that gets to decide when these guys are done. Like I, it's, it seems like it's a unilateral decision that's being made here. And I think that's why we're seeing some of the leaks that we're getting from Chris Haynes uh, a, a few weeks ago, where he's saying that LeBron doesn't want to waste another season. And I think that's why we're getting the leaks that we got from McMenamin uh, just a few days ago. It said that they're the, the the leadership in the Lakers front uh, in in the uh, locker room thinks that they're only a couple players away. So like those leaks would indicate to me that those two parties aren't on the same page. And if if the reason they aren't on the same page is because the front office has decided that these guys can't hold up for the entirety of a season, then I would understand why they aren't on the same page. Like that, I think that's 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 worthy of 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 putting two and two together there. Well, I would say that I, I, I really don't blame the front office here, and like I would, I hold a lot against LeBron and and AD for wanting Russ as badly as they seem to have, and now it to me a lot of this is like you made your bed now lay in it, like you wanted Russ on this team, and now we got to kind of that's, figure out. That's how pretty to... rich coming from the guy who didn't make his bed behind him. The bed's made. The shorts <laughs> were just on. Okay? The bed was made. Uh, but I, I do think that I see. Okay, all right. It's made. There's just a pillow laying back there. It's fine. Is it's that, like is that where you sleep every night? Is that no? Uh, it's like ninety nine. That's the guest. That's the guest room, right? Sure, we can say that. A roommate um, or whatever. Yeah, okay. yeah, sure, we can say that. Uh, Your girlfriend, but I, I don't know, whatever. I don't. Okay. The the Lakers. I don't know. I just LeBron and AD. I think they've just been so like frustrating their last two seasons, just in terms of an inability to get on the court that like, I'm just really hesitant in general about like going all in on a a season with the, with these two draft picks and what happens if LeBron strains his adductor again, or AD lands on someone's foot again. And now we're in, I know the, especially the AD ones were freak injuries last year, but, it feels like these two in a certain sense are like cursed with some of this stuff. And like, I just really don't want to go through with this big trade on December 15th. And then on January 3rd, LeBron's out for six weeks and the Lakers are fighting for a play in game again when he comes back. And so like, I do think that even if there is an element of like LeBron and AD being upset because the Lakers front office, wants them to prove it like 
prove it. Like AD has kind of done it this season, but like LeBron has missed a bunch of games with an injury, which I'm not faulting him for, but like that's kind of proving the front office's point. So let's first, uh, Jacob, let's talk about uh, in the background, you have uh, my pillow. Let's talk about the. I, I'm concerned. I'm concerned with Jacob in January. I don't think that's 6th, a my pillow. It's not a my pillow. Okay. Um, it's just <laughs> a body pillow. Ooh, I love a good body pillow. A body pillow is a body pillow is pretty glorious. I love a good body pillow. When Jen was pregnant, I kept on stealing her body pillow. <laughs> a body wow. pillow is pretty glorious. <laughs> didn't buy a second one or anything like that. Well, I, I would have, but she said like she didn't really use it that often. And then you know when when she wanted to use it, I I, I had to give it up, obviously. But that's <laughs> <laughs> pretty. It's not a it's not a my pillow January sixth. Okay. Um. Hell no. <laughs> uh, I think that, like, look, you're Jacob. You're right about you have to figure out what you have. You have to figure out how available guys are going to be. And the worst case scenario is you make a trade for a couple picks, and then LeBron or AD or both are not available. That is that is like the doomsday scenario but for me i think it is it's it's like simpler than that even if lebron and ad are available i personally do not want to give up two first round draft picks in 27 and 29 unless there is a trade that is going to vault the lakers into the conversation with whoever you i i have i have said i think the like the first tier of of candidates is the Warriors, the Bucks, and the Celtics. I thought that before the playoffs last year. And I personally do not want to trade both draft picks unless it gets me in that conversation. Anthony would probably say that that is like reductive and well, I think give... it's disingenuous because you put yeah. together a shit roster and now they don't want to fix the shit roster. Okay, like fine, it... fine, fine. No, no, fine, fine. And even if I, even if I, not saying you're that... disingenuous, I'm saying yeah, that yeah. approach is yes, disingenuous. Yeah. Even if I agree with that and admit that and say that the roster is what it is and it was not put together. And I, and I do believe that the roster was put together with the idea of a rust trade to balance the roster. So assuming all that and agreeing with all that, is there a trade now? Like, I don't, there, there, there's the concept of you don't want to throw good money after bad. So even if I accept your premise, and I do, by the way, I do. And I think that this roster was constructed with a rust trade in mind to balance it out, but that hasn't happened yet. So even accepting all of that, what is the trade now that gets you there? Do you, do you see a trade now that gets you there? I, I mean, I, I just said it a second ago. I th- I do think the, the miles and, and buddied one does. Like I, okay. like I, so, I, so that's fine. I, I, I am saying that I do. Fine. I'm not you saying disagree, that like, but that's fine. Right, and I think I, I'm no, not I, saying I definitely that, think it makes the Lakers. It makes the Lakers definitely a better team. The West is pretty mid. Like, I, like no, the, I, the, the West has not kind. been great this year. No. Yeah, yeah, like, kind. yes. And 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 in the East, those teams like the the Celtics and Milwaukee, and maybe eventually Philadelphia, and, and like those those teams are going to beat the shit out of each other. And 
all the Lakers have to do is win. I think just the one series. Like I, like I, I don't. I'm not ter- I'm not scared of Memphis. I think Me- Memphis is pretty fraudulent. Minnesota is going to fall off the face. Dallas is 100% fraudulent. Yeah, so is Phoenix. Phoenix I, I think is Phoenix fraud, is yes. completely fraudulent. So, Again, so this you is only... what I said. I think the only t- the only team you have to worry about is the Warriors in the West. And and like, I don't know. I I just think so. So you think so? I let's, think let's let's, no, let's crystallize this. You think the Indiana trade uh-huh. puts the Lakers in the conversation with the Warriors? I think it does. I honestly think it does because it, it, so it, again, it rounds out an identity for one thing. Like right now, what's the Lakers? <laughs> the the Lakers identity is, well, we're not tall, we're not athletic and we can't shoot. But like the, the, the identity there would at least be, we are huge and we are physical and we are going back to the stuff that won us a championship only two seasons ago. Um, I think that's worth, that's worth gambling on. So the other, I will, the other, I will th- say this. If the Lakers do make that trade, I think that LeBron has to go back to being a full-time point guard. And I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know that he has it in him anymore, but I do think he has to play point guard well, full-time if that's the trade. I, th- I think Reeves has shown enough ball handling chops that I think he could handle some of that. I do Austin still, Reeves I not a point guard. Well, no, but I'm, I'm saying like a, a next, like Alex Caruso was a point guard, right? Kentavious Caldwell Pope was a point guard. They started a point guard when LeBron was out there. So I think Greaves can fit in that in that role. I don't think he's as good as either of those guys, but I think he could fit into that role. Lonnie that Walker, all, I think, is that was that was also two years ago. I think that Lonnie, was two years think, ago, LeBron. That's fine, Aaron. This is the only LeBron the Lakers have. Yes, they, I they, know. Yes, yes, this is, yes, yes. But and, my and point it's not is, like this, I, this idea with, that like five years from now there's going to be another LeBron who walks through the door after five no. five years of ineptitude. Like be. that's not. No, that's no, not going to happen. No, there will not be. But we also, I think I've said this on the show before. I used to, uh, my brother and I used to go to Oakland A's games. We used to drive across the bridge, go to Oakland A's games when I was in high school. And on the way back, we would listen to Love Lines, which was, yeah. you know, Adam Carolla might be problematic. Dr. Drew is definitely problematic. But one thing that Dr. Drew used to say that stuck with me is you have to deal with reality on reality's terms. Mm-hmm. And the reality is LeBron is who he is now. So yeah. we have to do But I don't with- I don't think we can fairly gauge who LeBron is on this roster because it's such a farce. It's such a no, bad I just I disagree with you. And the reason I disagree with you is because LeBron is the the head of the snake. He's the alpha on every roster he's on. So Whatever roster LeBron is on, we're going to see whatever LeBron thinks LeBron should be on that roster. No matter how good AD is playing. Or, yeah, or I, not. Right. And anybody else. Correct. Yeah. Well, it, and, and I think he's made it pretty clear he doesn't believe in this roster either. I saw how he opened up the Portland game. Yes. Yeah, like, no, I, fine. I, no, that's fine. But my point is, I'm not sure LeBron has it to be that guy anymore. And I think LeBron... If you if we gave him truth serum, would tell you that. No, I, I think we all know that's like he can't move laterally anymore. Like I think that <laughs> that that matters. But but again, I. All right, we've seen what the Lakers have been capable of with LeBron and AD, and I don't trust this front office to put together a viable product without LeBron and AD. So I would rather go all in right now while I have LeBron and AD. It's like, yeah, sure. If I have East King suited in Hold'em and the flop comes out 
and it's all garbage. That's not exactly how I would like the flop to have played out. But if I went, if I if I pushed in before the the the, the flop came out, and I have to continue my my aggression here. The Lakers made their decision. Like, yeah, we can. Jacob made the analogy of of LeBron and AD making their bed by pushing for the rust rate. The Lakers made their bed when they when they welcomed LeBron in and gave him as much organizational power as they, as they did. This is how this was always going to play out with LeBron. Like, this is how it goes. You look at every situation that he's been in. He's there for like a handful of years. He strips down the organization to to best compete, and then he pieces out. That's what the Lakers signed up for, and this is just the end of it. And I don't, I don't think like drawing a line in the sand now is 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 the right way to play this. Now that they've reached like when it starts to hurt, but there, I think, I think there is an argument to be made, and I will make it that there is a difference between drawing a line in the sand and saying we're willing to do something here, but what we're willing to do hasn't what is available hasn't gotten to the level of we're willing to do this yet. Right. But it, it, if, if what the Lakers are hoping for is some lottery ticket, like if, <laughs> if, if I have a shit ton of credit, credit card debt, the, the, the do, move do there you, isn't, do you No, I will. Just a no, therapy session. Should we, should we, <laughs> yeah. should we talk, about, like, should we start talking about your credit card debt and whatever the sir, fuck is going on behind Jacob in that bed. Foy- foyers aren't cheap, Aaron. Um, I know, that's right. But 85 so, so, televisions are either. <laughs> but like, if I have a bunch of credit card debt, the move there is to, to make do with what you have and try to get yourself out of that situation yes. as a process, right? It's not yes. all going to happen at once. Correct. And, and this idea that the Lakers keep waiting for a lottery ticket to happen. Like if I, if I went to the bank and said, Hey guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to be a little late on the mortgage. I'm a few months behind. I've been buying a shit ton of lottery tickets and it isn't working out. I'm hoping yeah. maybe just maybe the next one, maybe just maybe that next one. I don't think the bank is going to react very well to, to that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, you're, I, you're correct. But I, and I think that's what I think that's what the Lakers have to do here. Is I think they have to look at this as a process. And maybe that's what you guys are talking about with option number three being two smaller trades and and you you make one smaller one and you try to make do with with the the second one is uh, however you can fine but like i've always disagreed with rob's assessment that it's either championship or bust because that lets him off the hook of building an organization through the process that it takes to build a championship organization so you can go bad season after bad season after bad season after bad season and every bad season gets ranked the same way because it isn't a championship but not all bad seasons, not all seasons that don't end in championships are the same. Like I would argue that the season that Memphis had two years ago, they probably felt pretty good about that. The year that the Lake, the, the Warriors had the the year before, uh, they won a championship, the very first championship, right? When they traded Monte Ellis and they made some of those dis- difficult decisions and they shifted their identity to be to build around Steph Curry. That wasn't easy to do. It didn't happen all at once. And they went and they won. They started a freaking dynasty. I don't think the Lakers are capable of that. But like, can we do something? Can we feel like we're building on something and not just like, just keep re uh, recycling the Malik Monks and the Lonnie Walkers and the Troy Brown Juniors? Can, can oh, we? Can we do like? I, I, I want to hear Jacob. Is that fair? Here, it is fair. However, when all that you have to work with until the off season is two first round draft picks that are coveted around the league. 
I, I, I don't know that it's fair to say that you need to use those things for incremental improvement. I do think the Lakers need to make incremental improvement. But when you have those two things, and those are the two things, those are your two, whatever, shotguns, those are your two, like, real uh, assets to use. Unless you're going to get to a place where you can really challenge for something, I don't know that those are the things you want to use to get incrementally better. I do think, to be fair to you, though, I do think the Lakers need to get (laughs) incrementally better. I don't know how else they would. Jacob, I'll give you the last the last kind of thought on this one. Um, if it is another wasted season, you know, and 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 we it's get to negative. December fifteenth, and they don't make a trade. What's that? Pretty, it's pretty negative. And by the way, you owe me a bottle of alcohol because you told me the Lakers were going to be six and fourteen. But go ahead. Oh, sorry. You said they were going to win ten games. I did not. I did not say they were going to win any number of games no said, you set the over under at eight and a half and i said under i i i had a problem with you saying the the lakers could maybe win six and we set the over under at eight and a half and they won eight and i said under and therefore i win so yeah i will take that bottle of alcohol thank you very much maybe alcohol go ahead go ahead, go ahead <laughs> but, jacob. I'm sorry but jacob sorry. like how how do you think do you think the lakers as a brand takes a legit hit if they go through yet another failed season here, or do you think it's a too, too big to fail kind of a situation? As long as LeBron's here, it's, I don't think it takes a hit um, because his brand is too big to fail. Still Um, it would take a pretty big hit post LeBron, but I, I mean, I do agree with your, your argument. There needs to be a level of incremental improvement. At the very least, I also don't think you have to go both draft picks all in to get that level of incremental improvement either. I think you can do a smaller trade and find someone that you can keep for more than a season and then or have some cap space or maybe both and head into the offseason and actually be able to sign guys on not veteran minimum deals and build an actual roster even in this in a scenario where they don't make a trade and whatnot. So there I, I agree that there are ways to make incremental improvement. I just don't think it has to come at the expense of both draft picks. And so I mean if they if they miss out on another season or have another bad season, like I don't know. My hope would be that they have done it by holding on to Russ so that at least you can go into the off season with at least something of a clean slate and some draft picks and some cap room and some stuff like that. It would, it might hurt their brand, but I also like if the roster is that flawed and you're not certain about it as the front office may not be doubling down on it with those two draft picks could also be really bad too. So it's a tough decision that the the front office has to make right now. And it's, probably really hard to make 20 games into the season. That might be why they're continuing to, to push out these new deadlines. But um, it, it, I personally, I, I, none of these deals out there right now for the two, two first rounders, I think are worth doing even the miles and buddy one. That's close. It's definitely the, the front runner and it's close to being good, but um, 
I, I can sort of understand their wait and see approach. It, it's a lot easier to do with Russ playing better and the Lakers winning, but um, yeah, I, I, I just, I don't want to double down on a, a bad roster with a bad trade. And then suddenly you're in a really, really bad spot. All seems fair. It, I, I do. I think the, the truest thing that Jacob said there is that it is a difficult decision here um, that, that has ramifications no matter how this thing plays out. Um, and, and it is at the end of the day going to be a gamble. Like when I say that, like we, we probably don't even have to call it like trading the 27 and 29 picks. It's gambling. Those picks is what they would essentially be doing. They would be, they would be doubling down on this final hand of the night to see how this thing goes. And maybe they can go on a run and recollect some of the, some of the losses that they took last year and the year prior. But like you're saying, Jacob, there is a scenario here where they're sitting on 11, the dealer's sitting on, on 14, and you, you, no, you draw a four. You got to double on 11. Right, right. Well, I, I agree. You, Two you aces. Might lose. You might lose with the dealer having 14. You might lose. I think I think a better analogy would be like sp- splitting on two aces, right? Like you have you have LeBron and AD, and and you and you're splitting on two aces, um, and and at that point, like yeah, I I, I do think there there it's it's gambling no matter how however this all plays out. I just for me personally, and this is just who I am as a person, and it's gotten me into quite a bit of trouble. Is <laughs> I would rather go out guns blazing. I would ra- I would rather I would rather you know, double down and try to win my, myself out of a hole. Um, Jen doesn't love that about me, (laughs) but but it's, it's worked out fairly well for for me, I guess, to this point. Um, This has been a blast as always. These are always a blast. Thank you, Aaron, for hopping in again. Thank you, Jacob, for, for hopping in again or hopping in for the first time here. Thank you everybody who have tuned in and for the, the comment section that was going off during this conversation. Um, these are good. This is going to be a regular thing Thursday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we are going to be getting together uh, unless it's a, a, a game night. Obviously, that makes it that makes it a little complicated. But we are going to be getting together uh, to have these kinds of conversations and add that to the already insane amounts of content that is coming out of this uh, Silver Screen and Roll podcast feed. Um, so, yeah, check this out. Obviously, if you listen to the audio form. Check it out on YouTube. If you're checking it out on YouTube and you've liked what you've seen, subscribe on 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 the audio form for more stuff like this. And uh, Aaron and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Be this has been the Lakers Lounge. But we'll talk to guy. you guys next week. Exactly, Aaron. Exactly. Eggnog for life. Eggnog's terrible.